ButcherBox makes it super easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty. And ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your front door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at ButcherBox.com forward slash WP and use code WP. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. I've personally never tried therapy, but I've heard from friends it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Waypoint to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Waypoint. Clay Newcomb cometh back. That is right. I have the editor, owner, and publisher of Bear Hunting Magazine. He is back on Gearbox Talk. He's hopping on the mic to shed some insights into bear hunting. The bear hunter is talking all about archery today. We're going to break down his trap bow setup. We're going to talk about his arrows, his broadheads. We're going to talk about what compound bow he uses when he uses a compound. And we'll spend a good bit of this show talking about shot placement and how important that is and how to differentiate bears from any other big game animal you might be pursuing in the woods. Now, if you dig this show, check out my first show with Clay, where we talk about fall bear hunting. It's a fascinating episode. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you're not subscribed, just go ahead and do that now because at Gearbox Talk, we're always talking about hunting, archery, shooting, fishing, camping, hiking, and more. So it's all topics that you you like, you love. Go ahead and subscribe whether you're on YouTube or the podcast. If you decide to pick up any of Clay's gear, do so through the links because we're going to make a commission off anything you purchase there. And I'm going to donate a portion of our commission back into an outdoor nonprofit called Raise Them Outdoors. Raise Them Outdoors teaches kids how to shoot a bow, how to hunt. It's skills that you already have and appreciate, and we can help the next generation through your exact purchases. How cool is that? All right, let's dig in. This is Gearbox Talk with bear hunter Clay Newcomb. Newcomb several years ago I started seeing this guy slaying bears at the archery film festivals and I started seeing articles from you and that's when I became aware of you and I'm glad today to get you on the show to talk about archery hunting for bear welcome to gearbox talk man thanks Brad 
Appreciate it, man. I'm excited to see that this Trabbo setup that you got that I've seen all these photos of. So we're gonna dive right in, man. What what what's let's look through, you know, talking through your bow, your arrows, your broadheads, and what you're using in your Trabbo setup. Can you walk us through through the thing I've seen so many pictures of? You bet. So what I'm what I've been shooting the last several years, well, actually for almost the last decade, is a uh, is is some variation of a timber ghost custom uh this is a recurve but i've shot longbows so kent kent roberts is a bow you're here in arkansas so this is a custom made bow this bow is 51 pounds at 28 inches so all those videos most of them you know you're seeing pass throughs and whatnot that's from a 51 pound you know recurve this particular bow is uh i shoot a finger tab as you see this particular bow is what they would call a super static recurve, which means it has a very radical curve, which gives it a really increased performance in terms of speed. This Timber Ghost G3SS is actually one of the fastest recurve bows in the world made. Um, so it's a, it's a takedown bow. So you can, I, when I'm riding mules and stuff, if I'm going a long ways, a lot of times I'll, carry an Allen wrench with me and I'll have this thing in my backpack and I'll set it up in about two minutes when I get done. I mean, sometimes when I hunt, I'm breaking it down multiple times per day and putting it back together. So yeah, that's, that's my, that's my bow. These are genuine Arkansas Coonhide silencers, by the way, which is critical to success. If you're going to be anything in your life, you need a Coonhide silencers. Um, I didn't even crack a smile. Um, no, I'm smiling, man. It's the lag. I, I, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. You're on such a good roll. These are so the arrows that I'm shooting with this particular setup are uh, day six 400 spine arrows and the day six Evo 150 grain broadhead. So I believe that this arrow is just over the 500 grain mark, and uh, it's a uh, it's a overlink. It's a to, to reduce the spine. The shaft is pretty long, um, so I, I think it's a 30, 30 inch arrow. But I'm only drawing actually about twenty seven inches. So anyway, yeah, I'd like a cut on impact head um, to get that penetration that you want for bears and with using traditional equipment. You know, got to be using a cut on impact head. For sure, and I have used the iron wheel heads before as well. They're they're great, um, and uh, and even slick trick viper tricks in my trad boat. That's pretty much my setup, Brad. Well, a quick question, and this is kind of an unanticipated question here, but I'm interested on in your opinion. I talked to James Nash quite a bit about broadheads, and we did a full hour long talk just on broadheads, and he he's a big trad bow guy too. But I I. What I've learned, and again, I'm I, I've, I shoot a bow. I've been shooting a bow for like three years now, but I'm no expert. But I, so I'm always learning. And and what I've learned from a lot of these veterans of the whether the trad bow or compound bow, just archery in general, is that it seems like people tend to over engineer their setups. And and you know, as I'm hearing you talk about your setup, you know, it's it's you're not while it is a it, it seems like you're not going for um, overcomplication. Like that broadhead, some people might, if you're new, again, this show's kind of a, a lot of times I get newbies li listening to Gearbox talk. They, they might look at that and say, man, that's not at all what I thought you would need for a, a bear. Can you talk a little bit about 
um, the performance you've seen with that that simple broadhead. Yeah, let me show you this right here. This is a this is a Stone Point, the authentic Stone Point that I found in my front yard here in Arkansas. Got a big collection of them, and that point right there, single blade, cut on impact head, is what <laughs> developed human civilization. More people have been fed by that than have been fed by modern agriculture. If you look at the broad scale of humanity and the time we've been on the earth. So simple is good. A lot of times, a lot of things are heavily marketed to appeal to the human eye that really don't have great functional benefit in the field. So simplicity is a good way to go. And, uh, um, so yeah, what you're looking for with a bear is penetration. Like on, on white-tailed deer, penetration is not as big a deal because it's a soft-skinned animal, thin-haired animal. They don't have a lot of fat and their bones aren't thick. So like with a white-tail, you might be prioritizing a really wide cut that's going to soak up a lot of your kinetic energy, okay? With a bear, thick hair, thick fat, fairly thick skin big boned, what you are prioritizing in your setup is penetration. So you want a head that is slowing down that arrow the least amount. So you don't want a head that's cutting two and a half inches wide because it's going to, it's going to slow that arrow down. So I'm trying to prioritize getting two holes in a bear. That's the main thing to remember. Prioritize two holes. You need a, obviously an entry hole. You need to hit the bear, but you need an exit hole. And uh, with a big expandable, you're probably not going to get that most of the time. So, you know, cut on impact, small is good. I, I love my the – just treat a squirrel right outside my <laughs> office. It's all good, man. Uh, it makes it more authentic. I, I love the – if anybody's listening to the podcast, they didn't see it, but the, the similarity in the two broadheads you just picked up are, are – that's such a cool image. We may even have to use that for the image for the show, uh, but I love that. And actually, I'm going to jump ahead to something I wanted to ask you about. You know, A lot of people are probably looking at this. They're trying to research their first bear hunt, or, or maybe they've hunted in the past, and they're trying to sharpen up for an upcoming season. Uh, let's talk about shot placement real quick. Where, where's the best place on a bear to get that, that double penetration to get that ideal, you know, two holes, um, for, for your archery shot. Right. So with a bear, the most lethal shot and really the most least lethal shot for any big game animal that you're hunting in the world in North America is going to be a double lung shot. To be honest with you, a heart shot is overrated in my opinion. Uh, a double lung shot is what you want and you're going to get that most efficiently with a perfectly broadside shot. So that bear, you, 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 you're not going to want to shoot him quartered away as much, even though you can ideal is broadside and slightly further back than you would on a deer. A bear's front shoulders are positioned closer to its neck and head than a whitetail if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so it appears as if his vitals are slightly further back, but they're only further back in, in connection to where the shoulder is, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you aim further back and in the middle of the, like if the the body cavity being like vertical, you would aim right in the middle. Like on white tailed deer, we've been trained to aim low with archery equipment. Yeah. We aim low because of, 
whitetail is a prey animal and has an extreme flight response to danger. So they duck at the sound of danger and spring forward. So that's why we aim low. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody's like aim at the bottom third of the deer. He's going to jump the string, as we say. Mm-hmm. Well, a bear is a predator. He's a top top predator. His flight response is much less in tune than a whitetail. So you don't have to aim low. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And man, the biggest mistakes that I've seen people make and the blood trails that I've seen fail have been when somebody tried to heart shoot a bear, aim real low and close to that front shoulder, and they'll basically brisket shoot that bear. Yeah. The other thing to consider is that we're so used to hunting deer. Almost everything that we try to understand inside of shot placement has to do with short-haired ungulates, whether it be elk or deer. They have short hair. They don't have a lot of fat. A bear has potentially four-inch hair. Like, imagine the silhouette of a bear. He's like basically a big puffball with yeah. a smaller core that's actually his body and vitals because he's got potentially four inches of hair, which that would be a lot, but potentially. He's also got a layer of fat, depending upon the time of year you kill him, kill him in the fall, he's going to have a lot of fat. And then the body cavity starts, and then the vitals begin. So you may need to aim six inches above the, the silhouette baseline of that bear to even get in the vitals, if that makes sense, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. on a white-tailed deer, you might aim two to three inches above the silhouette line of that deer to hit the vitals. So big mistake people make is shooting too low, too far forward, and uh, and then trying to shoot a bear in an awkward position. This is the biggest thing, is that bears do stuff that ungulates can't do. A bear could walk in and sit down on his butt. He could lay down flat on the ground. He could stand up on a tree. He could cup his body where his front shoulders and his butt and hips are closer to you than his spine and rib cage. He could make like a C almost and be looking at you. That's exactly right. And then you put your pin right behind his shoulder and shoot and you've gut shot him. Mm -hmm. You with me? Yeah. So like a white-tailed deer is this like kind of rigid animal for the most part. You can see all the bends in his body because of his short hair. A bear is like this camouflaged animal covered in like this big fluffy pillowcase, you know. And uh, so it's hard to discern exactly the anatomy. So you just have to be very careful with shot placement on bear. Reminds me of turkey, so I, man. I, I say to me. Outside. Turkeys are kind of like that. As you rotate them around, it's hard to see what's under all that, especially if they're puffed up. You know, it it gets more difficult. On a, you know, a lot of people talk about deer with their leg movement because that shoulder blade rotates. Do you have to think about that as much with the bear since that leg's so much further forward, or is it really just trying to make sure you're getting far enough back? You know, yeah, you want to watch that shoulder because they've got a wide range of movement. I mean, Mm -hmm. a bear could be kind of knelt down eating acorns or whatever and have that shoulder cover in half of the vitals, just like a deer. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuanced. You know, when I yeah. say that front shoulders forward, I mean, it's not, it's not dramatic. It's just slightly more forward in comparison to the head and neck. If I could say it that way. Yeah. So the other thing I noticed and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think when you started off on your trad bow, you said it was 51 pounds. 
Right. And, and you're, you're shooting a heavier arrow than I think a lot of people would, right? And, well, with trad, I would say that's fairly common. But but for the bear, what I'm pointing out is that people tend to think like, oh, I got to shoot a higher poundage, and and they focus on that aspect of their archery setup. Whereas really, like from talking to you and James, I'm noticing that like you're shooting a heavier arrow, which James talked about when he shoots a 3D target, he'll knock it over. Sometimes it's like that heavy of a, a shot, right? Uh, do you think that's more important than than focusing on you know shooting a, a heavy draw weight? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean. For sure, the main focal point with any archery hunting is going to be shot placement over anything, over broadhead, over anything. Is you being accurate, you know, knowing the anatomy of that animal, you know, and the scenarios that could happen in hunting and making that good shot placement. That's the main thing for sure. But as we know from, I mean, this is just physics. This isn't opinion, but the weight of an arrow in the physics equation of a, of a vector, which momentum is the, is the momentum is the, is the calculation that best describes penetration. Okay. And maybe you've heard that before. There Mm -hmm. was a famous article written by Ed Ashby where we always talk about kinetic energy and, but that's actually not the best equation for understanding penetration. Best equation for understanding penetration is momentum. And momentum is more fueled by the mass, the weight of the arrow. Um, and so essentially weight gets you better penetration. A Excellent. Faster arrow flying lighter, uh, excuse me, a lighter arrow flying faster will penetrate less than a heavier arrow flying slower. So, you know, yeah, really important Obviously. distinction that I wanted to call out because I kind of put it together as you were talking through your setup. There's some commonalities here. And if you're really learning this stuff for the first time, that's something important to focus on because it could it could change how you practice. It could change how you set up your bow. So uh, right. that's that's multiple experts I've had on Gearbox Talk now to affirm that. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I wanted this final question here. I know you, you kind of, again, people know you for shooting trap bow, but I believe you changed it up this year and you're shooting a compound. What did you move to? What's your, what compound bow did you choose for this season? You know, Brad, I grew up shooting a compound, you know, I mean, I got a compound bow when I was in the third grade, a Hoyt bow back in the early nineties. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I really just started shooting trad heavily about seven years ago, but this year I decided that I was going to eliminate one of the variables in my hunting and I was going to shoot compound exclusively, which is what I'm doing this year. And I'm, I'm shooting a Matthews verdicts, uh, Matthews verdicts, 60 pounds. I think I pull about uh 28, I have a 28 inch draw and I'm currently just using some gold tip arrows and, um, for whitetail I'm, uh, well, I, I usually use slick trick, uh, 100 magnums. Uh, that's been my go-to compound broadhead for years, which is a short ferruled four blade broadhead. Um, uh, but because I'm doing so much whitetail hunting this year, I am messing around with some rage hypodermic expandables, which oh, I haven't okay. shot in years. And I, and I would not recommend for bear, right? but for whitetail, you know, I mean, it's obviously a, a great head for whitetail. Um, but, uh, again, a thicker skinned animal, I'm, I've heard too many negative things happen Yeah, with, uh, 
and not to say you couldn't kill one a bear with an expandable. People do it all the time, but if you did it, if you shot a bear with an expandable ten times, I think you would have failure more than if you had a standard fixed blade broadhead. Right, it's a lot to you go would through. Have zero yeah. failure. Like I mean, you know, assuming you hit the bear where you were trying to hit him, if that makes right. sense. Totally. All right. That's from the editor and publisher of Bear Hunting Magazine himself. So, Clay, thank you for coming on and talking about your archery hunting setup for Bear, man. I appreciate it. Right on, Brad. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you, Clay. And be sure to check out my first episode with Clay. Also fascinating. And, you know, I'm not much of a bear hunter in that I haven't done a lot of it. I have a great appreciation for it and I want to do it. And I love talking to guys like Clay because I get to absorb a ton of knowledge. I get to share that knowledge with you all. And awesome show. I just had a really great time learning from this guy. And now I need to go put boots on the ground. Maybe I'll do it this winter, put some boots on the ground and apply some of these new tactics and and skills that Clay just taught us. All right. Subscribe to Gearbox Talk if you have not. You don't want to miss an episode. Clay's already been on here twice. We're talking to people about topics you care about. That's hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, all that good stuff. So go ahead and subscribe if you're on YouTube or the podcast. Log some time on Go Wild and share what you thought. I'd love to hear questions that you think I missed, things I should have asked about, or people that you want to see coming on the show so go to go wild hit the plus sign log time outdoor podcast you'll see gearbox talk right there it's really easy to at mention me brad luttrell and you give me your thoughts if you don't add at mention me though i'm there's a decent chance i'm gonna miss it there's so much uh, people so many people tagging podcasts on the platform sometimes i don't see them i try every now and then to go out and search but i miss a few so go ahead and tag me to make sure i don't miss yours i appreciate all of the feedback that you guys give me and i mean that that's why i want you to tag me so i can see it also I appreciate the time you come and spend with us on Gearbox Time, uh, Gearbox Talk each week. I, I know that time is valuable. I, I love seeing the numbers growing. That means we're adding value for people through the show. So I, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. As for today, though, I'm out. Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie.